0: Truth and preservation
1: of our soul shine. I can feel it, yours and mine. Close your eyes and witness it inside. In your
0: bones, you will know. Trust and let go,
1: and let it flow. All things in the name of love. Episode twenty-eight: Making sense of your path and getting out of your own way with Julie Richards. Today, I'm speaking with Julie Richards. As a paradigm reconstructurist, Julie Richards uses a spirit logic relationship to help individuals pursue their life purpose. Julie Richards most recently founded the Second Lifers Facebook group as a means to reach a broader audience with her gifts. As a government servant leader, Julie has spent the majority of her 14-year career addressing the needs of the public through her time spent with federal law enforcement agency, state government, county government, and other municipal governments. People who have encountered her in the public sector state her ability to problem solve, and 360 a problem has changed the way they look at things. However, Julie has recently taken on her responsibility and passion of reaching people who are system and process oriented to incorporate the spiritual side of the equation. Most notable in her mantras is that the systems we live in do not work if we don't build them from what we are built from inside ourselves. Ooh, like that. Her drive for serving in this capacity stemmed from her own personal growth journey when she suffered the devastating loss of her husband and was not met with a system that would accept her or that was safe enough for her to heal and grow. When Julie could not problem solve herself out of this situation, Julie began to have experiences with the divine. Although Julie has always been very self aware, the magnitude of shifts that stemmed from this loss gave her the ability to channel her spirit team, but also logical leaders of the past that have been guiding her problem-solving skills all along. One of her greatest joys is co-creating with another person to put together the pieces of the puzzle in someone's life that will help them create the masterpiece that is them. Julie's hope is that engaging all facets of the human journey will optimize the person's human experience so that they too, can help shift the planet with their gifts. Julie is fortunate to be a mom of three wonderful children and is living and working in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Julie, wow. (laughs) (laughs) That's an amazing, amazing description of you. Oh, thank
0: you. It's been quite a ride. I mean, it's it's not only my bio, but it's been something I've been living for, you know, the past 14 years. You know, it's a sum total of my whole life. So mm-hmm. it's really exciting to hear someone else say it because it it's been a struggle to get here, but I'm here now. So I'm excited.
1: I totally get that. So what huh, let me see how what triggered 14 years ago your surrender? to getting past your ego and into that greater connection with the divine?
0: Well, I don't think it was one thing. Like I like I said, it's been, I was always very self-aware and I think spirit was trying to wake me up for a very long time. I think I missed the message <laughs> multiple times. Um, <laughs> thankfully, they're persistent and they mm. they kept on attaching to me in a lovely way. I think most notably what kind of shook me to my core was in 2010 when my brother passed away unexpectedly. Mm. He was training for the Boston Marathon and went for a run and, you know, got hit by a car very oh, wow. tragically. Wow. Yeah, so immediately my world, my family's world pivoted. We were We had never been touched by death like that and so profoundly. Um, And my brother was the spirit of our family. He was Mm. happy and go lucky and just everybody loved him. So it was just such a huge loss that started and triggered everything for me. Right after he passed, I, I started to have visions of him. He told me how he died. He showed me... Exactly came through and showed me exactly how he died. He delivered messages to my parents who were very grief stricken and ultimately could not Mm -hmm.
1: communicate with him. Mm -hmm. That's that that happens a lot when my dad passed. I actually felt his spirit leave. And my mom has never felt him. She's like, I wish I knew what was going on. I'm like, he's fine. He's totally fine because I'm I'm open to feeling it.
0: Right. And I think with death and, and I think there's certain uh, relationships that sometimes make it a little bit more difficult to establish that connection. Mm-hmm. My parents never were able to communicate with him in that way, although they did see the signs and symbols, you know, butterflies and just big tribal sons. My brother had a tribal son on his back. And mm-hmm. so when they saw it, they knew he was, you know, checking in and saying he was okay. But like you, I felt my brother leave. He got uh he fought very hard for his life in that day. But I remember that day and I was I was in another city and I walked into my boss's office for a meeting and my heart skipped a beat. Oh wow. And I felt it and I paused and my boss goes, Are you okay? And I said, I'm today is either going to be a really wonderful day or it's going to be absolutely horrible. I don't know. Something's going to happen. And it wasn't until it was towards the end of the day that happened way early in the morning, probably about nine o'clock. And then I didn't get notified till about 6 p.m. that night that he had passed. So, wow, yeah, it was a profound experience because I had never felt anything like that, but I knew. Things would never be the same. Mm-hmm.
1: And how how did you keep yourself open? Like for for I, I I say this because I have moments of profound connection, and then I shut down. So how have you navigated that to keep yourself open?
0: Well. When it came to my brother, that was, it was more of a detachment. I felt very detached from my human self. And I think that allowed me to communicate with him more openly, which was very surreal because I'm a very, like my bio says, I'm very logical. I'm very pen to paper type person. And I really had to step into a different role for my family because my parents were unable to function at their heightened capacity for sure, Mm -hmm. like any Parent who's grieving the loss of their, their son or their child. But now, you know, after the loss of my husband and the loss of my dad, my connection is so much stronger. And I think it's more because I let myself go there. I let myself experience them in a different way. I know they are around me. I feel them around me. Just recently, it's it's starting to get to be our anniversary of my husband and I getting uh, being married, and so I just know this time frame. I've seen you know different things happen and and different things I can't explain, and I embrace those things. I'm not trying to look reason myself out of them mm-hmm. um, whereas i think a lot of people do they try to find the more logical explanation this can't be happening to me this isn't what's really going on did i really see that when if they lean into the experience they can have a more open and honest communication with their the person who's passed on the other side whoever they're channeling on the other side spirit their spirit team angels and as they learn and they grow, those connections get stronger.
1: So, this brings up a really curious question because you, you, so, so I, I am a f- recovering academic. Um, and, and so I know my headspace, like that's, that's my comfort zone. And your practice involves logic, but you're not in your headspace. So tell me about that, because that's so fascinating to me, because I, I, I know the difference. And to be able to have that, that, that deeper logic come in that isn't you, but it makes sense to your head brain as well as your heart and your gut brain, that's just a fascinating process. So talk to me about that.
0: Well, it's an interesting experience because I too am very recovering academic. (laughs) Working on my PhD, you know, they kind of ingrain you in a certain way of learning, a certain cognitive ability that just teaches you reasoning and logic for your life. And you problem solve, you do all your life in this way. And I love that aspect of myself. But what I have to recognize is when spirit comes through, it feels different. It's, but I know it's them because they present it in a very logical way for me, at least. Uh And so there are times where it gets confusing. Is this me talking or is this my spirit team? But I've identified who's talking to me. I know on the other side who it is. So I'm comfortably able to separate those two usually there's a little magic involved. There's always kind of a mysticism in terms of what I'm experiencing with those downloads that come through me in a logic way. Usually it's kind of taking what I already know and putting something that is very spirit oriented in that kind of relationship. And I'm trying to think of an example, but it's difficult. Let me see. So today's download I got to, uh, was about, it was about working. So, you know, we go to eight to five, most people were taught an eight to five job We we go to an eight to five job and we were taught that that's how you make a living and that that's the process in order to be successful. Mm-hmm. But my spirit led intervention is do you bring your, your soul to work or do you just bring your body to work? Mm -hmm. And so these kinds of questions make me have to think outside of my normal, okay, A plus B equals C. But it is a, a, can we put this in a scientific method? Can we put this in a way that we find out if our soul is meeting us at work? Mm -hmm. And for me, my soul meets me at work. And I try to do everything with great purpose and intention. And when I do that, I feel like they're aligned. But I know that message needs to be communicated to someone in my group, someone beyond me. Maybe it's for my later self. But I'm also learning how to put the pieces together for myself and it as well. I know that there are certain pieces that we get as children that maybe we, we didn't think twice about. But now, if you frame them in your life now, they can help support that, putting that piece in. It could be your last cornerstone piece in, in, in fulfilling
1: that puzzle for yourself. So so you are able to tune into those missing pieces?
0: Yes, okay. absolutely. So I, I take my clients and people I work through uh, through a journey of, themes and issues that they face. And it's kind of a little bit of cognitive behavioral therapy that uh, is kind of just a look at that person and what they're encountering. Okay. And I look for, I look for themes, I look for processes that may be broken. And I definitely take spirits intervention in to say, here is the system that they're working in. Is this helping them if it's not helping them, what system does help them or will help them in the future? And then how can we make it operational for them and work for them? So it's really interesting because as much as I love logic, the spiritual downloads that I get from it just take it to a whole other level of ah, comprehension.
1: Yeah. That's fascinating because I know what the limits of my. My mind are and an, an example that I I will give for something that's completely spirit led and not me, which I love. So I got a fellowship with also it's, it's the United Nations. It's a it's a division of the United Nations within Portland. It's like a chapter, local chapter that's doing UN work. And the project I'm doing is about sustainable practices for corporate and apartment building owners
0: mm-hmm.
1: and. This is, I, I got the I got the idea while I was driving to see the woman who was a former executive director. the so The level of support that's coming out of the woodworks for my my not my my not my idea is just shocking to me because it's like, oh, this is something that is more than me, and in the process, it's it's helping me become more of me, because it's it's a journey that I haven't, I kind of on, but I just see that it needs to happen. And and I'm looking at a neglected industry. And so it makes sense to me, like everything about it makes sense, but it wasn't my idea. Absolutely. So I think a lot of times we think
0: that resistance and struggle is our pathway to our greatest success. I mean, there's even mantras built around that, that like anything worth having is worth struggling for. Mm -hmm. But like you mentioned, you know, things aligned, you got support. And I think when you find that support for your initiatives, you'll see that things come together in a natural way. And it still may be hard, but it's not, it's not, it it feels more like the steps were ordered. And feels like you, it's more integrated. It it just feels right. And sometimes, you know, when you're hitting that resistance, that resistance there for
1: a reason, maybe you're not supposed to go down that path. Mm -hmm. Depends on what the resistance is. If it's something that's expanding, then you're going to feel the fear, but you're also going to know intuitively that even though you're terrified of it, it's going to be good versus the resistance of, "Ah, that really isn't a good idea because you feel it.
0: Right. I think the feeling and that's, that's the basis for this is that letting spirit in is allowing for those feelings to occur, to hit you and to wave over you. I think a lot of times when we go and we are implementing a process or we're implementing how we're going to achieve this goal, we immediately get into problem solving mode and we start negating the feeling part that it feels bad or this didn't feel right. And those are little, you know, nuggets of information from your spirit team trying to tug at you that this may still be the right goal, but Mm -hmm. maybe the way or the approach or the direction is not the right way. Right. And I get those a
1: lot. (laughs) (laughs) As a problem solver, for sure. Yeah. I, you know, one of the most interesting things is, so I... I'm a cultural historian, so I love studying the dynamics of how culture is created from the top and the bottom and everything. And when I went to meet the Greater Portland Sustainable Environmental Network Board of Directors, I never knew why I got that degree. I mean, it was for me, and I love it, and I'm grateful for it. All of a sudden, it came out, and I was able to describe why I think and how like, how I'm going to approach this and how I'm going to implement it. And, and I say, cultural historian background, I know how culture is created and how it can be shifted. I think to myself, that's why I got it. <laughs> that's Absolutely. why I went near the college. Oh my God, because I never, it never really made sense other than for my own personal needs to torture myself with a PhD. <laughs> but like the fact that this is what it's for, it's like, Oh, so even though it it was a, it was a diverted path, I'll say, because it wasn't pleasant. I gained a hundred pounds my last year. Really, really stressful. The fact that it was a diverted path, but then it came back to, this is actually what you've been doing your whole life is trying to figure out unity consciousness.
0: That is so, that is so my story as well. But I think there's mantras built around that as well. Like feel the fear and do it anyway. Because that, sometimes fear will stop you or these big concepts will stop you. It'll, there'll be like roadblocks in your way to heal and to move. But ultimately, the path is right because you have it for a greater use. I had the same thing. I, I went in and I knew I was going to be an engineer. I just told me I wanted to be a biochemical engineer. I thought that that was my route. And I ended up getting a bachelor's in psychology. And then I was Close. like, what am I... <laughs> yeah, close. Close, right? So close. But then I, I realized, oh, I've always loved public ser- servantry. I've always been interested in leadership. So when I got my master's in, you know, public service and MPA, I was, it just lit me up. It lit me up. And now I understand how it fits. It, it just, mm. it makes sense for serving people. I needed to have the experience of serving people in the public and their challenges, the things that make them upset, the things that make them happy. But now I'm able to take those experiences, all of them, and be able to help my clients who are either stuck in in the same pattern. I've helped lots of other widows who, you know, you know, transitioning out of being a widow and transitioning in that life to see that you were here for a purpose too, Mm -hmm. is so difficult. But serving people in that way, I would have never done had I not been in a whole other route that I thought, oh, wow. Okay. This is where, this is where we're going now. Okay. Right. But it's helpful. It's helpful. So for me, You know, people talk about meditation as being their primary form of reaching spirit. For me, my meditation is problem solving. I kind of get into this other little zone of it and I just get into and that becomes my meditative space. And then I'm able to automate that like people automate meditation. Mm -hmm. And that's when I receive my best downloads and to be able to help people.
1: So, how did the downloads come? Is it? Is it? Um, do you write it? Do you record it? Do you? How did, Or what? What happens?
0: I get my downloads in a variety of ways. So, I can be watching movies. I can have music on. Those all things can reach to deeper questions that come up that allow me to pull in. So, maybe I needed to heal something, and maybe that's a trigger. I have to work on that. So, those become some of the downloads that I see relevant if it's on a movie or if it's on music. But lots of times since I'm automating problem solving, it's an immediate download through my system. It's, I'm just walking around and it's like on, it's on 24-7. Oh, wow. There's times I have to say, no, oh, I'm closed. I'm tired for today and, yeah. you know, kind of draw a boundary. But most of the time I'm open to the experience because it's such a enlightening journey it's so they're so magical and you're like oh this is why you know when I was 13 this happened I needed this piece of information or I remembered when I was a little kid that I loved magic eyes the little magic eye kind of pictures that Uh transform into something else and I had a huge download surrounding the magic eye say about turning a picture around and seeing through the you know what's on the surface and being able to do that in my life and being able to see that as how I'm helping people so Mm -hmm. it was this huge sometimes they're small downloads sometimes it's a one-liner statement sometimes it's a it's a it's a more profound connection here's why we're weaving this little
1: web we have going on for you Julie (laughs) Mm. In addition to getting the logical shifts, like when you, you you see it and you get, oh, this is why. How is it affecting your soul? Like, how do you feel that integrating?
0: Oh, well, that's a very good
1: question. Thank you.
0: Um, I will tell you. Just going through the journey I had, being a widow and experiencing a lot of death because my brother passed away in two thousand ten. My brother-in-law passed away three months later to the day. And then my husband passed away last year and my dad passed away this year. Oh, And that's on top of other challenging things I had as an individual, but there was just so much death and there was so much, there was so much heartache that it begged the question, why me? Why, why is this happening? Yeah. So I really went on a soul searching journey to figure out how this is, you know, how pain and surviving pain and becoming resilient to pain and healing pain can ultimately have an intimate relationship with my soul. Mm-hmm. And I have found that the the more I ask, the more I ask to be healed, the more I'm open. The greater my soul is at peace. So I have a greater sense of peace that I have never had before. When I, I mean, even a couple of years ago, maybe five years ago, before many of these things happened, I was operating in one way. I just saw things very black and white. I was very much plugged into the world, the human world that we have here. I had the signs and symbols, I wasn't putting them together. But now every day, you know, since my transformation, since the awakening, I've been able to go, oh, that's a sign. Let me write that down or let me journal about that or let me put that away till later till I have more time on that. But it's still an eerily calm that I've had that I never really had. Mm. And people probably would have described me as anxious and kind of high strung. But since all this has happened, I've I've been more at ease with myself.
1: Mm. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. Because that's that's you know that's a, that's what we ultimately want is that peace and that that love and it's such a an individual journey.
0: Yes, very much so. I've learned that. Like I said, there's been so much that I've happened that. It really, I, you know, what's really funny, and I'll, I'll put that one together. Here's the download, right? Is when I was younger, I had a fear of death, a death and dying. And and to a degree, older individuals who reminded me of death and dying. But as I've experienced death, I know there's a, a beauty to it. There's There's another side to it. There's still communication. It's about being open and receiving. So, um, when you have that, you're able to reorient yourself, refocus yourself and kind of ultimately change your perspective on how you operate in the world in general.
1: Mm-hmm. Because it's, it's this 3d perception. Like the, one of the things I miss about any of the relatives I've lost is that I can't hug them.
0: Yes. Yes. That's, That's like so painful.
1: Yeah, because it's like that. I I one of my favorite things to do is hug. And that's just how I express my my love. And so, and I'm a, I'm a big bear hugger. <laughs> like I just so, so not being able to do that, I, I feel the energy and it's kind of like a hug. I mean it's a non physical hug. So it's it's I feel the love that comes with a hug. And I just want to be like <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's the reassurance for me as I know that everyone who's transitioned is still okay.
0: That's so true. I mean, they they definitely give you messages to carry on, to move forward with your own individual experience. You had that experience for a reason and you may not know it right then and there, but it will unfold in time. But yeah I'm not gonna lie. That is the hardest thing is, is we come here in a physical body. It's our vehicle for operating in this world. Mm-hmm. You know one of the most beautiful things we have about is the ability to hug and to have that experience of hugs and holding someone close. i really I miss that when im when yeah. I think of my husband, we spend a lot of time in the car together, mm-hmm. so when I'm in my car, that's generally when I notice you know, like we used to hold hands, but, and so that sensation I may feel, or I may be able to feel the energy or his presence, but there's nothing that replaces a good old fashioned hug or, you know, the embrace of your loved ones that just will never go away. But those experiences are what you get to take forward with you. Mm -hmm. And it makes them all the other ones more magical because, you know, you're not going to get that with everybody all the time or forever. And you have to cherish what you have. But I will say when I was driving today, I got emotional over my husband and I was, and I, and I talked to him. I talked to him openly and that's kind of how I just have an open running conversation with people mm. who've passed, but also my spirit team. But I, I said, you know, this is hard. Why did you leave me? This is difficult. I still have mm. those basic, Yeah. like questions that never go away even though I've I've I have come and healed that been on that healing journey for a very long time and I kid you not when I turned to the left there was up in the there was a fire station but on its on the window was the word courage so right as I right as I asked that question I happened to look to the left and I see this I mean, where do you see a big old word courage, you know? You don't, you don't. So yeah, it's just random things like that, where you know that maybe you're not getting the answer that you anticipated, but spirit and yourself and your higher self always give you what you need.
1: Yeah, that I know. <laughs> <laughs> that I know. I don't always like it, but. My, my ego doesn't like it. Yes, absolutely. Because I know that in my own journey, my soul has demanded stuff of me. And I'm like, what? Really? No, that's a pain in the ass. Why do I want to do that? But when I follow the guidance, I get so much more healing. And since the ultimate goal here is to heal my soul of anything that isn't serving it, even if I do it with gritted teeth, I'll do it.
0: Absolutely. I think it's important to lean into those experiences like you're doing. I mean, fear holds us back, shame holds us back. There's mm-hmm. many things that concepts that we have developed for ourselves as humans in this experience that could stop you from oh, doing yeah. that.
1: Yeah, like talk talk to me about the acceptance. Like how did you get to the point where you're regularly I say I step out of my own way. Wow.
0: I think that's a daily choice. Mm-hmm. I think we have to make choices that put us on the path to maintaining our relationships with our spiritual self, but also our teens and to be listening. So I will say that, you know, three months after my husband died, I was not looking for a relationship with God. No. I was not looking for a relationship with spirit. I was merely trying to survive yes yeah. so which most widows will find that's pretty true and pretty standard I had some of the same thoughts everybody has take me to you know this I I'm better off with him versus being here by myself and trying to make this world fit for me now without my partner so yeah once I process some of that some of that deep, Love that we had for each other. That love also came for that he died on the sword for me in order for me to have this spiritual awakening journey. Because without his death, I would not be speaking with you, Erica, I would not be working with lovely people who need help in this capacity. Mm -hmm. I, like I said, I've avoided becoming awake many times. You know, I can remember in high school when a person who was very awake was a really good friend of mine and we were, he was trying to wake me up, trying to wake me up, trying to wake me up. And I just didn't see it. I couldn't see it. I was so focused on myself that I couldn't step outside of myself, like you said. Mm -hmm. So I really had to work on healing. I really, it was kind of basic things. And it was also self love that I was worthy enough of this life and God or universe or whoever the divine was here, put me here for a reason. And my reason was independent of my husband's. And if it wasn't independent, my mission would have been done and I would have been gone. Mm-hmm. So I know that any day that I wake up, I'm breathing and I'm six feet above the ground. I know that my work here is not done.
1: Mm. That's a beautiful realization like that, that each person, yes, you can be in a relationship, but each person in that relationship has their own journey.
0: Yes. And I'm big on roles because like you, I'm, well, I'm, I'm a, I'm working on my PhD. I've been an employee, very successful in the public sector. I've worked for lots of prestigious companies or and government, well, not companies, but agencies. Mm-hmm. And I, it's difficult to get, cause you get locked into the role. I've been a mom. I've, I've had a divorce that led me to my marriage that was amazing. But had I gotten stuck in my divorced mindset, I wouldn't have been open to receiving my husband, who was my soulmate and twin flame in this life. Mm. Um, But ultimately it's kind of like, but I remember being divorced and I remember the first time my kids were away, my ex-husband was not around and I went to order food because I was like, I don't want to go out, but I'm just going to order some food. I didn't even know what to, I liked. I've been so used to sharing with kids, sharing with or ordering for, you know, so that we could share this and being a piece of a whole. Mm -hmm. And I had to relearn. I had to retrain myself that myself was important. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think there's a balance there of trying to find out how much you step outside yourself and how much you reorient and realize, this journey is about your experience and about the gifts you have versus I'm not opposed to marriage. I love being in love. I think it's the best thing we can do for all of each other, but there's so much here that as a self you have to offer that shouldn't mm-hmm. be lost. And lots of women say that. You yeah. know, they they get in a rut or they find, oh, I easily slipped into being a part of a of a whole and that's difficult to recognize, hey, I'm a self here, mm-hmm. and that self has needs that go beyond what the couple wants.
1: Right, and especially for women because we're so used to being the caregivers and the the ones who subsume ourselves.
0: Right. Like I said, I'm a mother, and so these roles just become big things in our identity, and so I can't tell you how much that they come first in terms of the weekly activities, soccer, those things. But I try to make an intentional point every day to take time away from the kids to acknowledge this self here is able to, has a mission, has a goal. Am I working towards that? Am I, am I on the right path? And I, I sit and work with myself on that, Mm -hmm. but and then I get started with my day with the kids, but you're right. It's just, there's so many things that as women, we can, we're expected to do We we want to do because now we're being liberated and we're like, okay, I'm empowered to do all these things, but it's very difficult then to lose sight
1: of yourself. Right. I mean, from, from my own journey, I know that I have to have certain practices every day and I'm finding Now that I have to meditate in the morning and in the afternoon, just to reconnect, it doesn't have to be a long meditation, but just to quiet my mind, because that's that's what works for me is quieting my mind, because I have a very active mind, and meditation is the best way for me to do that. What has happened a lot recently is between three and six in the morning, I am feeling energy come in, Mm. and and I just sit with it because there's nothing I can do. I'm just, I'm just feeling it. And it's this beautiful light sense. And sometimes I get messages and sometimes it's just the energy. And we have, we have a grounding pad that's wrapped around the frame of our metal bed. So I just grab onto that. So I'm fully grounded. Right. And then I just feel it flowing. And I don't want to get out of bed because it's just such a beautiful experience. It's like, I know I'm more than me in those moments. And my mind isn't awake enough to trip me. <laughs> yeah, absolutely.
0: <laughs> Your mind can do that to you. And I I think that's why, you know, lots of my downloads come when I'm, you know, I'm not attending to trying to connect. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes we get like, why am I not connecting? Who I should be connecting or why am I not getting this message? But if you, and for me, I have a very active mind too. But if I keep that active mind busy or if I keep it entertained, I'm able to have a conduit on the other side that kind of lets free things flow in. Mm. um, Because that distraction to that active mind allows that to kind of go, hey, you know, here we are over here. But really the download is to the left or to the right.
1: Oh, that's fascinating because I've talked to so many people that say the distractions keep them from the connection. So you have a real gift.
0: And I think, it, and like I said, I think it has to do with problem solving is that like it just became something that I automated. Everything was a problem, everything was a solution. Everything that once I trained my brain to kind of automate in that sense, mm-hmm. then yeah, I was able to, that kept my mind busy. Lots of times when I'm at work, I have music playing because it lets me problem solve better. And so those are distractions that, I'll, but at the same time, I'll receive a download because my mind is most distracted. So yeah, it's definitely not the norm. Most people, like you said, have the distraction where it, I need to sit in silence or they have an idea of what connection looks like that mm-hmm. steps in their own way. Right. And really it's what best fits you for you it's meditation for me i could not meditate in the same way everybody meditated and and i got in my own way and right. i said man this is what it should look like and i'm not receiving this and i'm not receiving that why is it not happening but then when i realized i had the download you're not going to look like everyone else you were not mm-hmm. meant to look like everyone else stop trying to fit into what everybody else is doing mm-hmm. and when i let myself into that when I leaned in, and when I that's when I started to have really profound, more intense downloads because it was it was just kind of separating myself from getting out of my own way, like you mentioned earlier.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's a fascinating
1: journey to discover how it all comes through, and you know, since you mentioned you're automating your logical processes i don't have to think about this this is not something that i ever put thought into because that's not the point any question i have is coming to me it's not it's not something i'm actively thinking about because i'm i'm too busy actively listening to you that that process enables me to hear what the next question is
0: That makes sense. Yeah. And I like that. I think, and I love how that comes in in such a beautifully different way, but I I think it's still relatable in the sense that, you know, I can be walking, I'm automating my attentive brain Mm on to make sure I don't fall, Mm -hmm. but that download will slip in because my brain is somewhere else on another problem that it's working through. Mm -hmm. So I find when I'm, I, and people will tell you too, I guess another kind of mantra, these things, these things survive because there's very, there's large truth in them is that people perform better under pressure. It's not really the pressure. It's just that they are, their body is able to have that inspiration because their whole body is attending to that pressure. Mm -hmm. So then they produce this beautiful product or this wonderful thing that they thought that they weren't going to be able to do because of all that pressure. But it's really that pressure that allowed them to reorient those negative thoughts, those feelings Mm -hmm. that are distracting them, and put them away into something else Mm -hmm. that ultimately allowed something beautiful to transform.
1: Mm. That's beautifully said
0: thanks i i felt the download
1: on that one like that was not me (laughs) Mm i but that that makes so much sense of course it makes sense right (laughs) i would
0: say that (laughs) and then you know we've talked about i mean there's been other things in terms of like diamonds get made under pressure Mm -hmm. lots of things happen when a force is applied to them that's energy that's applied to them So when you're focusing that energy onto something, then that's sort of the distraction. Right. But it's really orienting you to produce maybe the download or maybe a beautiful product. And you'll hear, you'll start hearing Mm -hmm. the voice of God or the universe or however you describe. Something that's not you. Yes, absolutely. And you'll be like, I don't know where that inspiration came from inspiration is a good word for that other piece of us that we we just don't we can't explain it where is it coming from mm-hmm.
1: yeah because it is more than us I I was told to do this podcast two years ago I kind of blew it off for a year because I was scary because that was my ego this year it was like okay we're done playing <laughs> and I didn't understand and so I start off with my initial thought of sharing my ideas and my research. And then I started interviewing. Never imagined that this would be what it is now because I, how could I, right? I'm, I'm well into my, I didn't think I was going to be doing this for over six months. I didn't like, it, it just didn't, but it's not me. Absolutely. That's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I did the same thing. I'm kind of, I'm not a perfectionist by any means. I don't, I don't believe in that. I don't believe it. I just believe in taking the first step forward. Mm -hmm. I, after the loss of my husband, I had to train myself how to be that person again, because so much of who I was changed. I became you know, scared. I became, like you said, you just move into different pieces of you. And you were like, everybody would have described me as the strongest person they knew. And I had to reevaluate that. I said, am I the strongest person? And does it even matter? Like, what is strength? Why do we care? I don't want to be the strongest person in the room if it means I have to lose another soul. Right. So lots of things came into question, just basic fundamental questions of Who I am, what I'm doing. And I had the same same issue. I've wanted to step out in this capacity for a very long time. I knew that my calling was different, but I didn't know how to do it. And I told myself, oh, I'll I'll create my Facebook page later. I'll do that later. I'm not ready yet. I don't have my plan set out. I don't know what it will look like five years from now. This is not how I operate. But I stepped out in faith Mm -hmm. and I have been met with such a lovely response. I've gotten wonderful new clients who wouldn't have found me otherwise. That's awesome. And it's amazing. It's amazing. And I had I had that plan, had I had it marked out to a T, I don't think I would have gotten the same results.
1: Oh, you wouldn't have because yeah. you've been in the way.
0: Yeah, it would be all from a
1: headspace.
0: Mm-hmm. But when I just distracted everything, I said, okay, I can set this up. I'll just set this up. And then I set it up and then I start posting and and then people start following and people start asking me how they receive one-on-one services. And I was like, wow, I never envisioned it it expanding in that capacity. Mm -hmm. But like you said, it just kind of, you sit in your own way or you have to reevaluate. And sometimes it's not even intentional. You're you 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 really are challenged, you really are met with the challenge to go, "Am I ready for this endeavor?" Mm-hmm. And one of my future videos is about just being ready. Be ready, go, go, start now, because there's never a good time to have a baby, there's right. never a good time to start, and if you just started today, you'll be farther along three months from now when you thought, "Oh." I needed that full on plan to go. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I've had the same experience. Us logic people, us brainy people tend to, get, tend to rationalize our way out of things and reason our way out of things. Mm-hmm. And I, that's what I work with my clients on is, are you reasoning your way out of it or are you feeling your way into it?
1: Mm. Oh, that's so beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. How can my listeners find you?
0: Um, So I have a Facebook page, and it's Julie Ann Richards, and I also have a Facebook group called Second Lifers, and it's all about second life. It's like, okay, you've made the decision to be someone different, and it's managing that second life. So it's Second Lifers Growing in Spiritual Logic. Mm. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Awesome please come join me. We're going on a magical journey. Everybody's wonderful in there. It's very open. I try to have a thought for the day. I try to share some of my downloads to get people thinking, maybe you're more creative, but that doesn't mean that you don't need more spirit and logic built into that. And we can work on that
1: for sure. Mm.
0: Well, Julie, thank you so much for being with me, honey. Thank you for having me. This is a wonderful experience. Oh, I love it.
1: Oh, you're welcome. The action item of the week is to tune in to how you best connect, how you follow guidance. Figure out if it's by quieting your mind or if it's automating things like taking a walk in nature, just to get out of your own head. And once you figure that out, then you can start practicing. That's all I've got for the week. Until next week, I bid you the highest peace, love, and prosperity. Namaste. Can you help me
0: redefine
1: truth and preservation of our soul shine? I can feel it yours and mine. Close your eyes and witness it inside.
0: In your bones, you will know. Trust and let go.